What's up, you guys? It's your girl, Mary. This is Chasing Light. Welcome back. This is the first episode you are tuning into. We're happy you're here. By we, I mean me. Maybe my cat, Zoe. (laughs) Uh, But if you are a returning listener, then hello. Thank you for your support and your love. Hopefully you're able to get some value from this episode because we're going to talk all about ditching negative self-talk and self-sabotage. I see this so often on social media. I It's just insane. And, you know, I, I can only say that I really see it on social media because I don't socialize with people. I have one friend, really, my best friend, Deidre. I have other friends. So if you're listening to this, then, I mean, I'm sorry the way that that sounds, but... My one best friend of 19 years, um, the closest friendship, I should have said. Um, She lives in Florida. I haven't seen her since October, late September, early October, so it's been a while. Um, But other than that, I really don't socialize. I hang out with my boyfriend and my family and his family, and that's about it. So where I'm seeing this negative self-talk and the self-sabotage, it's mostly occurring on social media. Um, but I'm sure we have all seen this happen in person, in real life, in real time. Um, but you hate to see your friends feel that way. You hate to see yourself feel that way or to overhear somebody talking down on themselves or, sorry, I'm playing with a pair of tweezers. Um, I gotta fidget sometimes, man, ADD. My brain is just always onto something. But anyways, it's hard to see people talk down on themselves, especially when you know it's not true. Um, and like I said, I've been seeing that a lot lately on social media. I'm not sure what it is, if it's like summertime and people out doing fun things or wearing cute clothes or like whatever it might be. Like, I just feel like there's a lot of comparison and woe is me going on. So I kind of want to tackle that with you guys, but, um, we're going to get to that in just a second. So I wanted to let you guys know that I'm now asking for slash accepting listener submission emails. Um, I think that with the point of this podcast being to normalize everyday life and mental health and, you know, just like regular trials and tribulations, shit that people go through at all different stages of their life, that it would be cool to hear things from you guys, the people that are listening to this podcast and finding value in it. And I think that would just be a great way to help encourage other listeners and to let them know that they're not alone they're not just hearing some random girl on this podcast talking about things that resonate with her, things that she's gone through. Like there are other people out there in their community or otherwise that share same sentiments as them. Or maybe there's something that one of you guys could potentially share that might resonate more with a listener, you know? So I just think that'd be really cool. So um, I guess the rundown of that is if you want to send something in, you would send it to chasinglightpodcast at gmail.com. And whatever you send in the email is what's going to get read on an episode. Um, I'm still trying to decide how I want to incorporate those, but I just really want to encourage you guys to feel like you can write in. Um, But like I said, whatever you put in the email is going to be what's read. So if you want to protect your identity and your email, you know, doesn't give it away or whatever the case may be, just make sure that you sign it or write it however you want, um, kind of in order to protect yourself or to protect other people. So you don't feel like your business is just like kind of getting aired out onto these different streaming platforms. So, um, yeah, with that said, it's chasinglightpodcast at gmail.com. And I would love to hear from you guys. Um, Not only that, but it would help me kind of connect with you guys a little bit more. Because one of my goals here, especially with kind of 
you know, be having a blog and a website is to build this sense of community and togetherness and people sharing in struggles and um, things like that. So um, I just want to encourage you guys to do that. Um, and I, like I said, I just think it'd be really awesome to hear from you guys. So it'd be chasinglightpodcast at gmail.com. And, you know, if anything, you could just send in an email because you need to get something off your chest or send in an email and let me know what you like or what you don't like. But I think really the goal here is for you guys to send in things that are personal to you that maybe, you know, you thought of when something resonated in the podcast. I just think it would be awesome and a great way for us to connect and to continue normalizing mental health and everyday life. So that is my spiel on the email. Um, But like I mentioned blog, podcast, pot, oh my god, blog, website, of course, podcast. Um, there's lots of fun, exciting things that are in the works, but that's kind of where we're at with that right now, and we're just going to roll with it, because that's what we do best around here, right? So when we are talking about negative self-talk and self-sabotage, an example that I put on my Instagram a couple weeks ago was instead of saying things like, I'm so lazy, I shouldn't be resting, I shouldn't be taking this time off, I gotta keep moving. You could try saying something like, or telling yourself something like, you know, what you're handling right now and what you're going through is a lot. Life is a lot right now and it's okay to stop and rest and catch your breath. That's what negative self-talk would be, like talking down on yourself or taking a break or taking a midday cat nap if that's what you need or taking time off from whatever it is so that you can collect yourself and do a better job at what you're taking a break from, you know, talking down on yourself about making the best decision for yourself is so counterproductive because while you're making that good decision for yourself physically, maybe mentally it's not helping you out so much or emotionally it's not helping you out so much. And I just saw this post that one of my friends from high school shared on Facebook and he put it in a really succinct way. There are all these different boxes that we have to check in life, like mental, emotional, physical, and all these boxes look different for everybody. But once the lines of two boxes start to blur together, then the lines of three are going to start to blur together and so on down the chain where it turns into this big event and things then can kind of become out of control. It's like planting the seed and having a giant plant grow or a giant weed grow or whatever it is. Once you start talking down on yourself, there's a lot more potential to go awry or for you to get down on once that process has already been started. And some of those things that I have personally experienced would be like comparison and comparing on social media. And that's kind of what I was talking about earlier when I opened this episode up. It's like right now there's all this negative self-talk and people lacking confidence and empowerment and, you know, whatever else it may be just by seeing other people like out on the lake or at the beach or on a vacation or wearing this cute pair of pants or has that shirt from that shop that you know maybe you can't afford to shop at right now like there's all these different things when social media is just nothing but a highlight reel we have all these different opportunities to compare ourselves to what other people are doing or what they're looking like or dressing like or talking like or what they're listening to like everything about social media is literally an advertisement it's to like stay on brand and keep doing these things to make other people happy when like at the end of the day those things are not making people happy it might add the value of happiness to your life but those things are not what's going to keep you happy the memories might but like the material things like clothes and bathing suits and sandals and purses and 
cameras and whatever else it is, like those things are not going to bring you happiness. They might be able to generate some of those feelings, but those things are fleeting. Those things are what make us comfortable. Those are the things that keep us distracted from the work that we have to do or for the issues, the very real issues that we could have. And we're kind of sublimating. You can sublimate with food, with drugs or alcohol. You can sublimate with social media, with sleeping, with over-exercising. And people can sublimate by comparing. You get lost on these black holes and then the cycle just continues and then becomes the negative self-talk or the self-sabotage where you might have something good going for you and then you just decide that you're not worthy enough or that you don't deserve it. And then you do whatever you can possible, whether conscious or subconscious, to kind of fuck that up. And then the cycle continues. It's like you ride on that wave of chaos, of discontentment. Discontentment. I can't talk. (laughs) And all these other things. And it's like chasing the high of a drug. Like you get this initial feeling and then you continue to chase that and chase it so like the revolving door of drama will always be a thing for some people that have the need to feel um validated by you know the ways that they act or feeling relevant it's the same kind of thing with self-sabotage and um negative self-talk like those are still triggering things within your brain like you are still neurologically and like chemically responding to that so you have to be wise and that's why I always say like be careful what you put out into the world or to the universe because it comes back tenfold like if you're talking about all these negative things about yourself or things about your life like that's what's going to come to be but if you're talking positively and you're believing in yourself and you're empowering yourself to get through those hard times and you're getting comfortable with being uncomfortable those good things can start flowing towards you Now, when I say getting comfortable with being uncomfortable, I'm talking about growth here. Because when we get stuck in these self-sabotage and negative self-talk loops, we are missing out on growth. We're missing out on continuous opportunities to make the different choice to move on with our lives or to close a door and let 10 more open. Growth, literally no matter what the journey is, whether it's physical growth as a child, mental, emotional financial, spiritual growth, it's not supposed to be comfortable. Growth challenges us. That's why growth is what it is. You grow as a person. You transform, you change. It's because we all go through these obstacles and it's about how we choose to handle those things. And like I said, when you are going through these loops of, oh my God, it's happening again, or oh my God, when am I going to catch a break? It's because you're being shown all these different opportunities to make a different choice and you're not making the harder choice. The harder choice, more than often, is going to be the one that benefits you most. Sometimes that can feel really selfish. Sometimes that can feel like you're compromising someone else or another situation by choosing what would be best for you. But if you're not doing that and you're not choosing yourself and what's best for you, you're not experiencing growth. So no matter what, you're uncomfortable. But if you're going to be uncomfortable, you might as well be choosing the path to get better, be better, do better, and to grow. It's like this process of like a lot versus a little friends and on Instagram I asked people if they had a small circle or a lot of friends and an overwhelming amount of people said that they have a small circle but there are a lot of people that that said that they have a lot of friends and in my experience the one thing that I've really learned is that you are the product of the five people you keep closest to you So when we're thinking about self-sabotage and negative self-talk, we have to think about the people that we're also surrounding ourselves with. 
How are the people around us talking about themselves? How are they talking about their lives, their futures, their plans? How are those things reflecting on me? How are those things bleeding into my life or my mindset or whatever the case might be? You have to evaluate those things. And those things make you uncomfortable. Some people are friends, like I said, my best friend, she's been in my life for 19 years. Do you think at this point, as a 25 and a half year old woman, I can imagine my life without her? Absolutely not. But there are periods of time where you have to evaluate things. And I'm not saying I've ever had to evaluate anything with my best friend because I've not had to, thankfully. But I have had groups of friends where I have had to evaluate the company that I'm keeping, the purpose that I'm serving in the group, why they actually want me around. And that's back when I was doing all of my partying and being out of control and doing stupid things. And once I realized that the climate around me was what was affecting me, and my environment was dictating some of the ways that I was acting that may have been out of character, I had to get uncomfortable with that. I had to get uncomfortable where I formerly was comfortable so that I could make those changes, get rid of the wrong friends, make way for the new friends kind of thing. And that's exactly what happened. Like, I started choosing myself and I quit reaching out and those people quit reaching out to me and that solidified the fact that they only wanted me around to party and have fun with and do whatever else with. So there are points in time where you're going to have to make yourself consciously uncomfortable, evaluate things, make a plan, and move forward. Because if you don't, you won't meet the people you're supposed to meet, you won't get the job that you want to get or that you're supposed to get, and you'll have a hell of a time finding your purpose. Because when you're not choosing yourself and you're not choosing growth, you are not choosing the path that is most fit for your future, your life, your everything. If you're living your life for other people or for society, you're choosing things for them. You're choosing what makes other people comfortable. And if you choosing yourself and the things that are best for you make other people uncomfortable, that is a self-sabotage, negative self-talk type of thing that they have to deal with. Because with growth comes facing our shit and our traumas and moving on and getting better. I also just want to say, if you heard my mom coughing, I'm sorry. <laughs> Our allergies are both killing us, and I probably still somewhat sound like a munchkin. But um, the other thing I wanted to touch on here with you guys is pessimism. Because like I said, I put polls on my Instagram story. And I asked people, it was specifically, it was, does like the dating world make you optimistic or pessimistic? It was pretty split in half. But I want to talk about pessimism in the way that... Um, relates to self-sabotage and negative self-talk because if you're constantly pessimistic even if we want to talk about dating too for this example like if you are always pessimistic about something you're never really going to find the positives and things so if you're always pessimistic about like how your day is going to go or what people are going to think of you or what your experiences are going to be interacting with people you know bad things tend to happen it's like I said what you put out into the world is going to come back tenfold so if you're more optimistic, even if you've been let down and you still have that zest for, okay, things can improve, things can get better, it's not always going to be like this, chances are you're going to continue to find the good. You're going to continue to find the positives in that. But if you're always in this pessimistic mindset, it pops us right back into those cycles and those circles of, okay, something hasn't gone wrong in a while, so like let's sabotage something and get that high. And then we circle right back into the negative self-talk and then, you know, the trickle down continues and then the lines of those boxes get blurred and then you're right back to where you started. So it, it begs the question, when does overbooking yourself, like in your life and social activities, 
begin to make you lose yourself or overlook yourself. And that's what I mean by what, like, there comes a certain point where making these good decisions for yourself or the better choices can make you feel guilty or like you're letting someone down or like, oh God, she's not going to be friends with me anymore if I say this or if I choose to not do that with her. Like, when do the leading, the points that led up to that, like at what point do all those events and those cycles and those interactions make you lose yourself? And then once you identify that, like, how do you move on? And that, I feel like that's something I've been seeing a lot on social media is like there's events happening to people, whether it's like a breakup or loss of a job or new roommates or whatever it is, thinking about the things that I see on Facebook, like it's okay to be alone. It's okay to be single. It's okay to hurt and figure out who you are. And it's okay to live your life for yourself. Like there's all these life-changing events that come to fruition no matter what. Like we are all going to go through hard things in life. But it's not a woe is me. It's not why is this happening to me. It's what can I learn from this? What can this do for me? What value can this still add? What lesson can this teach me? What can I learn from this moving forward so that maybe I don't make the same mistakes again or I don't get wrapped up in this or I don't feel stupid doing something like that? Like, How do you move on from those things and how do you make a better decision for yourself so that you're not living in this pessimistic, cyclical life? of depressing yourself and feeling anxious and not enough and comparing and all of these things that we talked about, you know, in the beginning talking about social media and it being summertime and all these things, like there are all these opportunities, all of these obstacles, all these challenges that are constantly being put in front of us. And I don't think a lot of people realize that. I don't think a lot of people see these as challenges to become a better person. I think a lot of People see these things as, oh my God, like, why can't I catch a break? Like, why can't anything ever go good for me? Like, things can go good for you in life, but you have to work for it and you have to want it and you have to believe that you deserve those things. If you are constantly in this cyclical battle in your own mind of everything bad is meant for me, like, I'm never going to find this, I'm never going to have that, and you're living in this comparison mindset, you're never giving yourself the chance to live in an abundance mindset the mindset of I will always have money flowing to me. I will always have people around me that support me. I will always be loved and in a loyal relationship. I will have a job that I love. I will have a roof over my head and all of these things that I've wanted in my life will come to fruition because I deserve them. If you're not living a life like that, even if you don't have those things right now, if you're not living a life like that with that mindset, that money mentality, that flourishing mindset, you're going to struggle to have those things. Nobody wants to work. Everybody wants to sit at home and do nothing and get paid to do it. Like that's just, that's just what comes with growing up and getting older. But you're the lucky one if you're allowing yourself the opportunity to figure out what you want, what's going to be best for you, what's going to give you the most fulfilling life when you're 40 years old, looking back at all of the years it took to get to where you are. Do you want to regret those years or do you want to thank yourself for making the hard decisions? The last thing that I want to leave you guys with is a little bit of food for thought. You've heard me say this before. You will hear me say it again and even more after this. But feelings of happiness and fulfillment are not synonymous with instant gratification or the next shiny thing. Those things start with you. They start with you choosing what's best for you, not people-pleasing, And showing up for yourself. Because at the end of the day, you have to lay down with yourself 
even if you're laying next to someone else, you are still trapped in your own mind, in your own body. You are your own person. And at the end of the day, like I said, it's okay to be alone. It's okay to do what you got to do. But at the end of the day, no matter what your life looks like, whether you are listening to this and you're 18, you're 25, you're 33, you're 57, at the end of the day, the way that you live your life and the way that you seek out those feelings of happiness and fulfillment solely lie on you. That is the weight on your shoulders and the thoughts in your mind. So with that, you need to make the best decisions for yourself. You need to tread carefully where it's necessary and be tenacious where it's necessary and always chase the light. Give yourself a fighting chance to be happy by yourself, with yourself, and with everything else in your life. I'll catch you guys next time.